0: Hey everybody, Casey here. This episode is all about my greatest golf disappointment, and uh, had a challenging day today, so it's probably fitting. But um, interesting conversation when you bring that up with your buddies, uh, talking about your greatest disappointments. It's sort of a sort of a backwards thing. Most people uh, don't want to talk about that stuff, but it sure as hell makes for interesting, interesting conversation. Give it a try. This is the Golf Essentials Podcast with Casey Bork. I had a pretty challenging day today, you know, just one of those days where you're just grinding and working and just didn't feel like I got a ton accomplished and didn't didn't get out to the golf course or anything today, but um, I was just thinking back uh, one day when I, I played a, a great round of golf at a place called Pine Canyon when I lived in arizona really a wonderful club private club in flagstaff and uh played with some some real good dudes real successful guys and um good good foursome and we got done and one of the guys invited us in to have a couple beers or something afterwards and and um it was a really interesting thing one of the older gentlemen in the group we sat down in the locker room sort of the the men's grill area and, and he, you know, we just got talking and, and he, he brought it up. He said, okay, you know, you guys want to have a real interesting conversation. Let's go around the table and each of us tell about their greatest golf disappointment. Interesting. <laughs> not where I, not where I thought that would be going at, at that point in time. and. And man, he was right. You know, it was a super interesting conversation. People, you know, opened up and shared, you know, from their heart, you know, things that were, that didn't go well in their life. And I thought, you know, given the challenging day I've had today, I thought I'd, I'd share the story that, that I revealed that day and, um, you know, um, it's sort of one of those first world problems but um I'll I'll never forget it and it was it was definitely the most dis- disappointing emotionally disappointing you know days or I guess moments in my golf life and um so this was back when I was let's see um I had I won the main state amateur championship when I was 18 years old. Um, and so that was, that was a cool deal. And I went to college and the the very next year, I think it was the next year. No, it was two years after that. So there was one year in between and two years after that. So anybody up in new England or, you know, my main friends there, um, they know Kibo Valley country club really, really well one of the one of the country's oldest golf courses i think it's the eighth oldest golf course in the country it's up in bar harbor and um super cool little track and um so that was where the main amateur championship was being held that particular year like i said i had won two years previous and you know i naturally had a, a bunch of expectation on me and i had i had talked in previous episodes about you know that expectation and the expectations that I was putting on myself and you know how much stress that was that was putting on myself and but anyway um you know that tournament was really interesting because i I just I remember feeling remember I, I, I if you listen to any of my stuff I had real bouts with the yips and for that tournament a lot of a lot of people that know me in Maine would have no no idea <laughs> that I ever struggled with the Yips because people back there just seem to know me as like the world's best putter um Little do they know that I was ready to quit golf because I was not able to you know comfortably knock in a one foot putt. Um, but that event at Kibo Valley, that, that was in 1997, it must've been and 97 or 98. Um, so I was, I was really nervous going into that tournament. I just was not comfortable. And, um, so it's a 54 hole tournament. And I don't know how many players, maybe 130 players or something like that. And then they cut to like 60, and then, and then off you go for the last round. So 36 holes, then a cut. And so um, I actually don't really remember how I played in the first two rounds. I guess it, it must have been okay, because uh, heading into the final round, I was one shot or two shots off the lead, and there was sort of a bunch of us. There was like five or six guys within a shot or two of the lead. So it was a, a, a sort of a bunched up pack there. And um, one of the guys was a guy named Mark Plummer, who's really is famous in Maine. He's won the state amateur a million times. Um, he took Tiger Woods to the final hole, to the 18th hole in the semifinals of the U.S. Amateur um, a quarterfinals of the U.S. Amateur uh, a number of years ago so if you know he he almost beat Tiger and that would have gotten him into um, no it was the semifinals because I know if he would have beaten Tiger he would have gotten into the Masters in the U.S. Open and all that so crazy stuff but he, he ended up losing but um, he's very well known he was in the field and So heading into the final round, I was a shot or two off the lead. And again, still not feeling super. You're never very confident when you've got a a real glaring weakness in your game. and, And I was able to cover it up a little bit. You know, my putting was was it was really nerve wracking on the greens. But believe it or not, I was hitting a lot of my putts with my eyes closed. And and that helped me through impact. And, you know, I was Purely just focusing on setup and alignment, and the stroke itself was with my eyes closed, most every putt. <laughs> um, so uh, I ended up playing really solid through the first half of the round, and you know ended up uh, ended up having I had a believe this a four shot lead standing on the sixteenth tee. So I had a I. I had a four-shot lead with three to go, and I was in the last group. And so I had basically played I, – I must have had it under par that day. And so I had sort of – out of that grouping at the top, it was super cool, right? You're playing in a 54-hole tournament, and it's a big group at the top, and then you, you're playing better than anybody, and you sort of stretch – Out ahead and and man that had the makings for just a really fun day because I had a bunch of people that were there Uh, a bunch of my friends had come up and watching and we were having some fun in between rounds and stuff so it was just a really cool trip and I was playing well enough and I had a four shot lead with three to go and so from my point of view from that point I lost the tournament and I can, I can, looking back, I can honestly say that I, I didn't choke. It was, it was in fact, and I would tell you if I did, but, um, it was, it was just, it was actually an overconfidence sort of thing. Um, you know, I hit every shot with authority and conviction. It was just the wrong shots and, and I'll explain. So, the 16th hole is a very short par four. I laid it up, wedged it on, and I had like 15 feet downhill for birdie. And so this was, this was great position to be in. It was a little downhill. And in my head, I was, I was totally seeing red at this point. Like, you know, I talked about having the yips, but you know, I was in such a, such a good rhythm and playing so well. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to try to make this thing. And, you know, I hit it three or four feet past and then missed it coming back and boom, there's, there's an easy bogey. And, um, so no big deal. Um, I, I don't, they don't have leaderboards out there or anything, but, you know, it was just sort of a dumb mistake, you know, and it doesn't, doesn't take much. And, um so just a little dumb mistake, a little overzealous. And the seventeenth hole at Kibo is is a famous hole. It's a par four. Um real good hole. You gotta hit it out there like two fifty or whatever, and then it's like straight up this hill and um, the entire hill is like this bunker thing and the green sits perched up on top. And so I, I hit it out there and I remember having a bad lie in the fairway, but I, I got it up on the hill and it was just on the front edge of the green. The pin was in the back and I had about a, I had about a, I don't know, 40 or 50 footer or something. And I hit my putt, left myself like five feet, not a very good putt. I remember hitting it past the hole and I missed the comebacker. And again, I never, I never felt nervous, but it just happened, you know? And, and I remember walking off 17. Now I'm, now I'm starting to feel a little stressed, right? So it was super comfortable cruise control, uh, writing my victory speech. And now, now I'm like, what the hell? Like pretty stressed out. And, um, and I remember walking to the 18th T which is a straightaway par four, short par four. And, uh, and there was this guy there and <laughs> the humane guys and who knows, maybe Tom gets wind of this, but Tom Bean, a guy that I knew, I, I worked with him at, at one country club at Doongrass country club. And, um, a guy that I knew he had played in the tournament, he was done and he was coming back and watching. And, and I remember him coming. He ran right up to me. Hey, case, case, case. You want to know where you stand? You want to know where you stand? Pop, 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 pop. And he's, you know, people that know him <laughs> know that maybe that's kind of how he is, you know. And um, and I'm like, I'm not in the mood to hear it. And and um, but I'm just walking I'm like, yeah, whatever. And he and he, and he says, you know, part part of tie birdie to win. You know. And I was like, okay. Uh no, 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 I'm sorry. He he didn't say part of tie. He says he says, You gotta make Birdie to, to get in the playoff. And um and uh I, I think that's what it was. What was it? No, it was it was part of tie birdie to win. Sorry, I'm screwing it up, but it was he he he, he was he was so wired up and he, he just felt the need that he had to give me the update and, and he and and um and i said yeah sure tom and 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 uh and he said yeah part of tie birdie you win case i'm like all right or whatever so i i striped one down the middle i remember i had a one iron which was perfect for that course i could hit it dead straight you know maybe 220 or 230 or something i hit it out there and i remember being right on the right about, right behind the 100 yard plate and um, had a, a little I remember having like, I had 110 uphill and, and a good buddy of mine, John Jakes, I had him on. He was a high school, high school golf coach and he was my caddy. Good friend, knows my game really well. And we were out there in the fairway and we knew where we stood. And, and, um, and I was just a kid. I hadn't played a ton and whatever. But, um, that's normally a gap wedge for me. It's up the hill and you know, uh, buck 10, I think I had a little wind behind me and um, the pin was over on the right side of the green. And, and uh, I said, you no, know Johnny, I'm, I'm going to hit the sand wedge just cause I, I was feeling good. I was hitting it well and I was jacked up, you know, and both fired up from the previous bogeys and stressed. And there's a bunch of people sitting up there watching and it's the last round, last hole of the tournament. And, um, so I hit sand wedge and flushed it. I hit it perfectly. And uh, right in the middle of the club face. And and I was right. I must have been jacked up because um, it basically airmailed the green. It, it landed in the back fringe and hopped up into the rough, which is like sort of an embankment behind the green. And... The flag was down on the on the right side, and and um, when I saw that ball land up there, I knew that I had no chance to. I I was either gonna make it like hit the pin or I was making bogey. There was like there was no chance for me to hold the green where the pin was, and you know even to sort of play it out sideways, I I really had no options up there and of course i you know tried to pitch it on i hit a good pitch but it rambled past the hole and there was my third bogey and you know i had a i had a four shot lead with three to go and turns out that two of the guys uh mark Plummer and the eventual winner eric kraus had birdied um either one or two of the last three holes. So the combination of my three bogeys consecutively and their birdies put them each one shot ahead of me and in a playoff. And I was I was I was devastated for for an hour or so. I mean I mean I still think about it, but um it was just an amazing thing to literally hit each shot um without without worry, you know, I wasn't worried or stressed, but um but man, you know, little things were a little out of whack and things just didn't go my way. And there's a little mistake there, a little mistake there, and a little mistake, and I didn't get away with any of them. And three bogeys and those guys birdied and uh they each birdied two of the last three to my three bogeys and just crazy, just crazy. A four shot lead with three to go. I'll never forget that. And, um, I was devastated. There were, um, there were reporters that wanted to talk to me after I was done. And, and I, I had to, I had to just, again, I was a kid, you know, but it was a big deal to me. And I had to go hide out for like five minutes and just sort of regroup. I, I, I went, I went to the bathroom and just sort of Caught my breath, and I just couldn't believe it. I was so devastated, and sort of pulled it together and came out. And, and then, of course, the reporters and things want to talk to you and stuff. But um, the good news was that I had a bunch of my friends there, and um, people from back in Bitterford, um, Cy Sear and Matt Berthume and I think Darren Gilroy was there, and a few a few of my buddies. And um, and we were at Bar Harbor, and we we were all smiles and goofing off shortly thereafter but but man if that one didn't sting and uh these are the things when you when you play competitive golf and you put yourself out there and you and you get into position and things were great for 51 holes 51 and a half holes until I got on that that 16th green and had that 15 footer downhill and you know, could have easily just lag that thing down there and tapped it in for par and keep cruising. But, um, I guess I wasn't quite mature enough to, to think along those lines and it cost me, you know? Um, but you know, these things happen and I think it's important. Like, you know, I'm, I'm probably better off for it. I probably learned a ton. I know I learned a lot more from losing that tournament than I would have if, if I had won it and um i'm sure that that taught me to um you know never count those chickens and um so i'm sure it's helped me do other things um play better in other tournaments whereas um if i if i had won i who knows who knows what happens right but that's my super disappointment um my biggest disappointment playing golf and i would recommend if um if you're sitting around with the guys after a round of golf and you want to open up a little dialogue and, you know, get people to sort of bear the skeletons in their closet a little bit, that that's a decent question to ask them. And, uh, I know in our, our discussion, it it turned into a 45 minute discussion where everybody sort of shared their stories and, um, you know, playing in the member guests and embarrassments and whatever. Um, everybody's got those things. And I think it's cool to, to talk about it. And, um, you know, it's important to know that everybody's human and golf is really, really freaking hard. So keep that in mind. It's, it sure as hell makes you appreciate the good days. And, uh, so today was a challenging one for me. Um, but it makes the good ones feel that much better. Right. So, uh, hope you guys, uh, hope you guys saw a little value in that, in that story. And, uh, I'd love to hear, you know, not just your disappointments, but, uh, you know, hey, if you did something great and you want to talk about it, uh, I'd love to have you on the show. And, um, you know, just hit me up. Ask me some questions. I love the engagement. I love answering your questions. Uh, a lot of them on Facebook, some of them on Twitter, stuff like that. And, um, you know, that stuff is is, is um, my – that's that's where I'm getting – the stuff that i want to be talking about so if um if you got anything just shoot it over and um it'll become episodes it'll become discussions I'm, i'll have you on and you could talk about it yourself or we can talk about it so hope you guys like this stuff and um i'm heading to bed and um i appreciate you all for listening very very much and um hope to hear from you soon